0: Hey, welcome back. We are listening to Michael Cohen and Glenn Kirshner.
1: Fraud case. Is he using Drop it hammer to attack on, the process, or do you think that he really wants the world to see him lose in court?
2: I don't think... I think Donald Trump and his lawyers know that the federal judiciary will not bend and make an exception and allow cameras in the federal courtroom. I think that's dead wrong. I think we should have cameras in the federal courtroom Um, now more than ever. I mean, we live stream Supreme Court arguments for goodness sake. Why can't we at least live stream and I suggest broadcast trials? But here's the thing. I think Trump made the calculation and his lawyers made the calculation that cameras are not coming into the federal courtroom so what does he do he asks for them to be in the federal courtroom so he can yell and scream when they're not allowed in the federal courtroom that you see i wanted everybody to see the witch hunt i wanted everybody to see the evidence that would have proved this was all election interference but no they wouldn't put cameras in the courtroom i think that's the calculation he made here's the other thing when i read that four and a half page motion cameras in the courtroom motion from the defense in my 30 years as a prosecutor probably the most unprofessional and irresponsible four and a half pages I've ever read in a court filing because the whole thing it's not a legal pleading it is like an extended post at 2 a.m. that you might see Donald Trump actually put on his third-rate social media platform or it looks like it was written by a public relations flack or an assistant campaign manager, right? What Donald Trump and his lawyers do in that four and a half pages is they attack viciously the the judge. They attack the prosecutors. They attack Joe Biden. I believe the calculation for Donald Trump now is, look... I know I can't win on the evidence in court, right? If he believed he had a righteous defense and he could win on the evidence...
0: He'd be playing this a whole different way. He can't way. win,
3: so he's he being he's as disruptive be as possible. ...in
2: Washington, D.C. So he has to
0: try to undermine the process and the people... Exclamation point. Thank you, guys, for your service. Two of my favorite... <clears throat> I volunteer. I volunteer.
2: People who populate it. Yes. So when, when there is a guilty verdict returned by that jury, he can say, you see, I've been saying all along the process is rigged against me. So I think he's abandoned any pretense of a factual defense on the evidence or the law and all he's going to do is attack the process and the people who populate it
1: well isn't he doing the same thing in this case with uh the new york attorney general with Judge goran attacks the judge attacks the judge's law clerk gets put onto the stand under <laughs> oath lies and says that he was talking about me When everybody, including the judge, knew, he was talking about the law clerk, the judge Because he never wants to call your name. He
2: never wants to call your name out. So So I'm sure that, come on,
1: really. Right.
2: And then he turns
1: around and he lies. What about a perjury charge against that scumbag? What about the fact that Don turns around and makes the claim that he was merely a broker? He doesn't know. Eric claims that he merely poured
0: concrete. <laughs> Ivanka claimed that she never had anything to do with this,
1: and they started handing out to her email after email after email after email after email. Miss oh. oh. uh, Ms. Trump, uh, who sent this email? I did. And who'd you send it to? Right? And did you receive the email back? That's the next document. And did yeah. you then respond back? I mean, and this goes on and on and on 30, 40 documents. I mean, what about you want to talk about perjury? Huh. Why why is there no action? Why is it only the Republicans keep doing all of these these actions that sort of if they permit Donald to keep on this path of destroying justice, destroying the system? Most people, if you ask them Right now, and it was done in a poll, have turned around and said that they don't trust the DOJ. Let me be very clear. I don't trust the DOJ either, based upon my personal experience. Now, I'm not referring to Merrick Garland. I think Merrick Garland, unfortunately, we needed somebody who is less Merrick Garland, certainly not Bill Barr, but somewhere in the middle that would be much more aggressive against, you know, the GOP, against Donald, Bill Barr... Dan Scavino uh, and others who just refuse, you know, to adhere to subpoenas. I just don't understand. Why are we doing nothing? How are we going to ever restore the faith in the DOJ the way that Donald keeps doing the things that he's doing, attacking the process day in, day out, day in and day out? Guys, do your daughter a favor this year oh. by getting her
2: a unique gift that she'll treasure
0: forever. You... It says to my daughter, never forget that I
2: Yeah, so one of the things that gives me some comfort is with Donald Trump
0: facing 91 felony charges across four jurisdictions. He's being prosecuted up and down the eastern
2: seaboard. He will be convicted in courtroom after courtroom after courtroom no. he will receive what is tantamount to several life sentences and you can only conf- you can only confine a man for but one life so when You ask the question, well, what about a perjury charge in New York because he lied and said he was talking about you, which doesn't make any sense to any thinking person, right? Um, You can only confine a man for but one life. And I think we have to keep our eyes on the prize and the prize is holding Donald Trump accountable for trying to bring an end to our democracy trying to override and overturn the expressed will of the American voters and keep himself installed in power criminally for a second term, that's the prize. Um, all of the other cases will get tried eventually. He will be convicted if he opts not to start entering into some kind of agreements, because once he's convicted in that first case, and I do believe not only that he'll be convicted Pretty easily on the evidence in the DC case. I believe Judge Chutkin will uh, sentence him to a lengthy prison term, and I do not believe she will leave him
0: on release pending trial. So he will actually see the inside of a jail cell. There's an off chance he sees it
2: before the trial if this gag order gets put back in place
0: and he keeps
2: endangering the witnesses, the court staff, the prosecutors, the, the, the jurors, and everybody else involved in the endeavor to him accountable for his crimes, but so after that, like I like, try not to get all wrapped around the axle over Judge Cannon and the way she continues to show her lack of impartiality and her judicial temperament and her lack of understanding of you know what the judge is supposed to be all about. That case may you know, suffer the death of a thousand continuances, but I'm less concerned about that. It's important. If we have high government officials violating our nation's espionage laws, which are some of the charges against Donald Trump, it's important and we have to get around to prosecuting it. But it will all begin to melt away and be of less concern once Donald Trump is convicted in the first criminal case, including charges like perjury that could otherwise have been brought.
1: Let me ask you a question. Something just popped into my head. What was the deal with his lawyers deciding to withdraw their appeal? Did you, you, did you hear about that? On, on which issue? I, I was going to actually ask you. I just saw somewhere flash across the television screen that he was on on appeal and he ended up, his lawyers decided to drop the appeal before the decision even came out.
2: To me, I just didn't understand it. But you know what? I have a vague recollection of that. That was some some weeks back, maybe, or, yes. so, or is it a new a new one? I think it was new. Ah, you know what? I'll, yeah. I'll get that to I'll get that before privilege. hopefully okay. the end of the show. But let me let me tell you, I've I've seen other, I've had defendants who withdrew their appeals after they've been filed. and it was because they thought there was going to be a really mm-hmm. bad decision handed down against yeah. them, oh. and they didn't want to have to
1: suffer that. So and that's not unprecedented, even though it's a little unusual. Yeah, I thought it was. It, yeah, I'm sorry. So it's actually the case that I'm involved with. So Trump drops the appeal to move the Stormy Daniels hush money case uh, to federal court. He wanted to have it removed from state court to federal court, and for obvious reasons, because his feeling is if he wins the election, he could pardon himself, but you can't pardon yourself for a state crime. Correct.
0: Hey, even, but even if a state prosecution gets removed to federal court like they're also trying to do down in Georgia, unsuccessfully thus far,
2: even if it gets, even if the removal motion gets granted and the case gets tried in federal court, guess what? It's still a state court conviction. So you can't pardon, a president can't pardon himself or anybody else. If a state court case gets
1: removed to federal court, it does not magically convert it. To a federal court conviction it's a state court case that gets tried in the federal court interesting so look you were on uh the other day with my dear friend and she's actually gonna be my guest on december 9th i'm gonna do a Maya culpa uh live with katie fang and I love Katie and you were talking about Trump's various trials the subject of Trump's defenses and the Chutkin trial also came up when you were just talking about now apparently Donald has until mid-January to figure out if he's going to use the advice of counsel defense do you think that he plans to throw one or more of his lawyers under the bus, I'm certain he'll throw anyone, including his kids, which is something that I said to Katie. I can't understand why he let them take the uh, stand again. Don Jr. was number one uh, when it came to the defense list. I think it's a terrible move, but do you think that he's going to throw one or more of his lawyers under the bus? And who do you think it'll be? oh i think he'll throw everybody under the bus if he thinks it's in his interest to do it i don't think he's going to end up going
2: with an advice of counsel defense but it really doesn't matter if he does one way or another. If he does, the consequences are the attorney-client privilege evaporates and everything his attorneys said to him and everything he said to his attorneys will now be fair game for Jack Smith and can be used against him at trial. But here's the thing. Here's the reason the advice of counsel dog won't hunt for Donald Trump. First of all, We have seen the reporting about how Jack Smith was investigating Rudy Giuliani for potentially being intoxicated drunk on and around January 6th when he was giving Donald Trump legal advice. One, there is no such thing as advice of drunk counsel defense. That won't work. Two, Donald Trump told Kristen Welker. I didn't really listen to my lawyers. I listened to my own instincts. Guess what? There is no advice of your own instincts defense. That's, that's number two. Number three, um, so many of Donald Trump's lawyers are his partners in crime. They're his co-defendants. They're his co-conspirators in Georgia. So many of them have pleaded guilty already. And if, if uh, advice of drunk counsel, is bad and advice of my own instincts is bad probably the worst defense of all is advice of my co-conspirators defense there is no such thing anywhere donald trump turns he loses so I don't think he'll formally try to assert an advice of counsel defense, but if he do, it will be a dead loser.
1: Look at his loser. mind. What he'll do is he'll just do what he did to me. All he'll do is just constantly have everybody keep repeating, liar, 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 liar. And, you know, uh, trying to get himself a better deal. And it's, I mean, and they, it just gets parroted over and over and over again. But client Did Judge Cannon's ruling to keep Trump's 2024 trial date in May of 2024, has she come to her senses, or is she just playing Trump's game? Because Cannon also regularly shows contempt for Jack Smith. I mean, I find it fucking fascinating, to be honest with you. Not just fascinating, but I find it disgraceful. Is this common for a judge to publicly denigrate prosecutor, especially one in such a high-profile case.
2: An official message from Medicare.
4: Often, things look the same, exactly the same. Until you take a closer look, at Medicare.gov, you can easily compare all your... Yeah, no, you know, when I read
2: Judge Cannon's ruling, it was, I think, two rulings ago, I counted nine times where she just gratuitously criticized, um, in a way that shows a real lack of judicial temperament, gratuitously criticized Jack Smith and his prosecutors over and over and over again, continuing to show her lack of impartiality. But then in the most recent order, when she continued a full dozen deadlines, pushed them all down the road, but in the next breath, she said, I am not going to continue the May trial date yet. What she ultimately said is I want all of the parties back in my Florida courtroom on March 1st. And that's when we'll decide if we're going to continue the May trial date or not.
0: Now, that is actually a legitimate way to go
2: about deciding whether the may trial date should stick or not i don't believe it will stick i don't believe judge cannon has any intent to make it stick but here's the thing on march 1st we're gonna know whether donald trump's criminal trial in washington dc will start three days later on march 4th and if it will then i think the may trial date of necessity gets continued, because Donald Trump and his lawyers will be in trial in Washington, D.C., probably for a couple of months, bumping right up against the May trial date. Under any circumstances, with any run-of-the-mill litigant or defendant, that trial date is going to get continued, because I actually... Yeah, I think it would be unfair to keep a defendant in trial for a couple of months and his lawyers in trial for a couple of months, unable to focus on the May trial date and then make them start a May trial date. I wouldn't I wouldn't feel comfortable with that as a prosecutor
1: advocating for that. I wouldn't be I wouldn't feel comfortable with it as just a civilian. But the problem is that Trump can't no matter how hard he tries, he just cannot stop saying defamatory and violent things against Judge Ingorod, against Judge Chutkin, against DA Connie Willis, against Tick James, against, um, what do you call it, uh, Jack Smith, against Alvin Bragg, anyone and everyone prosecuting him, testifying against him, myself included, and this violent... This violent language that he throws out, the defamatory and violent um, language, has real repercussions. I mean, I, I got just the other day, somebody on social media writes comments, and it was about a post that I put up talking about how Donald speaks like a mob boss. That there's a distinction between explicit and implied. And that's the why, of course, I believe that this referral to the DOJ is baseless. And I also feel that both Turner and also Stefanik should be um, censored for, for what they did. It's a horrible, horrible thing that they're doing. But this is the response that somebody put up there. A Jew felon talking like a member of the mob this dude is hilarious this is the kind of shit that donald evokes in his supporters it's what he wants to evoke now despite all of the warnings he's not paid any attention and i know the guy well he has not paid an iota of attention to gag orders so my question to you and it's not one that he's already violated it's at least two if not more even though the judge has only held him in contempt for two why isn't he on pretrial detention based on his behavior and this dangerous rhetoric what are
2: they what are they gonna wait for for somebody to get hurt well people got hurt at the capitol on january 6th and he wasn't held accountable for any of that in a timely manner so i cannot Uh, explain the inexplicable. Michael, I have been arguing for a very long time that because the evidence shows clearly and convincingly that is the evidentiary standard, that Donald Trump is a danger to the community, to society, and to our very democracy, he should be detained pending trial. That's what the law provides. When Judge Chutkin said, I was in her courtroom when they were arguing the gag order issue. When Judge Chutkin said, If any other defendant said that the prosecutor handling his case was a deranged thug, that person would be in pretrial detention. The only reason he's not is because the prosecutors have not asked that he be put in pretrial detention, that he be detained pending trial or that he be revoked on release. And I don't know, like I I don't know why that is. Because an application of the facts and the law would result in him being detained pending trial, but prosecutors have decided that they would take extraneous factors into account and decline to ask that the single most dangerous defendant on pretrial release in this country. They would decline to ask. That he be detained pending trial. I don't have an explanation for that. It it's normal? not what well, I would have done do if that. I was involved in the prosecution of Donald Trump. Yeah,
0: so do then, to the judge, look, judge. Let, let me
1: just shift gears for a quick second. Steve Bannon goes to trial next year in the Save the Wall scheme, and he's charged with money laundering, conspiracy, and fraud. He's also appealing a contempt of court case this week, I believe. But what's going to take to get some of these big fish fuckers finally put away? I, I, I truly don't get it. And do you think that a few convictions will start changing the hearts and minds of these MAGA voters?
4: I would say that we're closer than the average mother-daughter. Hi, Mom! If I lost my mom, I can't think about that for too long. I was like, whoa, mom, I have this gene. Kenzie's test and me being able to... I don't know if it
2: will or not, and it doesn't matter to me. You know, we can't decline to do the right thing for fear or concern about how the wrong people will react, right? People say, well, if you can find Donald Trump, you're giving him what he wants. He'll go up in the polls. There might be some violence by his supporters to which I say, I don't care. Now, I'm not being cavalier about violence, right? I fought against violence my whole career as a prosecutor. But I don't care what the extraneous factors or consequences are of an honest application of the law to the facts. I don't care, because once you start caring and making your decisions based on those extraneous factors, you end up precisely where we are right now, in a democracy on fire, in a circumstance where the end is as of yet unwritten, with a presidential candidate who has not been held accountable, who is now pledging to do things like cancel the constitution and deploy the military against the citizenry and go after his enemies using the department of justice or just put them in mental institutions, which was his latest ramp. And we haven't held him accountable for his crimes. We haven't taken away his megaphone by detaining him pending trial because he's a danger to the community. And this is why we are precisely where we are. It's a failing of the rule of law. It's a failing it is. of the institutions of government. And I can only hope we wise up and we prod the rule of law into wakefulness and apply it as it was intended to be applied. Because if we don't, we are in real trouble.
0: So what, if anything, do you do you think will ultimately send
1: Donald to jail? I mean, which case do you think? <laughs> what? I know that you said that he's going to be held, and I believe the same thing, that he's going to be held accountable for all 91 charges. I really do. I think that they have him on all of it. But which one do you think is the first to finally get him locked up? Or is it, as some would say, especially on the left, is it just wishful
2: thinking that justice will someday prevail? Yeah, I I don't think it's wishful thinking. I think accountability is coming for Donald Trump. I think it will begin actually on February 9th. That's when the jurors are being brought into court in Washington, D.C. to begin filling out jury questionnaires Mm -hmm. in preparation for jury selection, which will begin on March 4th. Judge Tanya Chutkin is presiding over that case. I tried murder cases against Tanya Chutkin when she was a public defender in Washington, D.C., and I was a federal homicide prosecutor in D.C. She is strong, smart, tough, principled, trustworthy, which I don't say about every defense attorney. I say it about many because I had great experiences and relationships with many. And then I've watched her in court in the years since she left the public defender service. She has all those same qualities. And I've said it before, Judge Chutkin don't play. And when she said, and I quote, our trial date, March 4, will not yield to an election cycle, and we will not revisit the trial date in this case. I believe her. I take that to the bank, and Donald Trump will be tried, convicted, and a sentence of incarceration will be handed down by Judge Chutkin, I believe And I think he's going to prison behind that case. I really do. Do you actually think, you know, look, because the hour goes by real quick. So the
1: last sort of topic that I just want to bring up. Do you actually think that they'll put him behind bars? Or do you think it's going to be a very significant or a very severe type of a home confinement? No internet. He's not going to be going playing golf. You know, okay, maybe he'll have food brought in. um, But he will be treated like a prisoner, but it will be... One of his properties, and not Mar-a-Lago, it would have to be its own freestanding property. And he has like two houses or three houses across the street, one of which was his sister. Uh, Judge Barry, who just passed away, he bought that house. They could easily turn that into a home confinement scenario. Because me personally, and I said it on TV the other day, I would be very concerned for America's national security if Donald was in a prison situation. Not that the sight or the thought of it, but the clinking doors that stays in your head forever, you know, and the sound of the keys jingling, you know, while you're trying to sleep as the... Correctional officers walk past you at night flashing lights in your eyes. The fact that that's even a possibility makes me smile. However, I'm more concerned about America and the national security secrets that he has in his head, including national security secrets that he's already shown people. That's already been, I mean, he showed it to that Australian billionaire over at Mar-a-Lago. He showed it to individuals in the library over at Mar-a-Lago or in his study, whatever you call that place. I'm afraid that he will disclose information that should not be disclosed. And then the last part of that question, if he does end up in a facility, does he get Secret Service protection
2: there? (laughs) So first of all, um, no, to be of that. somebody who tried to overturn American democracy needs to be punished. Any future aspiring dictator needs to be deterred from trying it all over again. That's why Donald Trump needs to go to prison for what he did. Not home confinement, which is like sentencing somebody to binge watch Netflix and order DoorDash. <laughs> that will not deter tomorrow's aspiring dictators, and they are out there, right? The whole Republican Party, not the whole, there have but been he, a couple he, of... But, but spin is going, he gets a little bit of a pass yeah. because the aspiring dictator doesn't and was not briefed for straight years on national security information, so there's a big difference. So, but, but, but if that gives him a pass, what we are saying is that we can never, ever punish... Uh, a former president he's already compromised our national security in a thousand ways i'm more concerned about preserving american democracy and doing everything we can to deter tomorrow's dictator aspiring dictator wannabe autocrat like donald trump from doing it all over again. If, if Donald Trump gets to hold hostage whatever national security secrets he may still have that he hasn't yet divulged yeah. and use Solitary. that as a get-out-of-free-jail card, well, then guess what? There's no hope for American democracy. He needs to go to prison. He needs to be punished. We need to deter. Tomorrow's an aspiring dictator, yeah. and he can go to prison. You know how many protected witnesses, including Enrico prosecutions, we successfully... Successfully confined while they were cooperating, it is not hard to do. The there is this satellite? Protection? No, I don't believe so. And here's why: I've talked to some people, not in the Secret Service, but former Bureau of Prisons folks and former U.S. Marshals. And the U.S. Marshal Service runs the long-term witness security program outside of the prison system and inside of the prison system so i think they will enter into a memorandum of, of understanding with the bop and the u.s marshal service and the secret service will relinquish the, their protective uh services that's that's our best guess talking about people who, are, who used to be inside the system but it doesn't matter that's a minor detail that can be worked out even by statute if need be Of course, passing new laws in this Republican clown show is is not really in the cards, but he has to go to prison. If we care about democracy and the future of it, he has to go to prison for his democracy-busting crimes. That's the only way to deter tomorrow's aspiring dictator. And you know why? You know why, Glenn? I do know why Because justice
0: matters
1: (laughs) That's very catchy That's what I was thinking (laughs) Exactly Thank you so much my friend Truly appreciate you Thanks Mike I'll see you soon Awesome Grass fed butter This is why you feel weird after eating butter
2: Grass fed butter
0: That was awesome. Justice, justice, justice matters. Michael Cohen, Glenn Kirshner. Modest Touch. Midas Mighty, Midas. Okay. Midas, Might mighty. College Dems. College Dems of New York. Okay, that sounds cool. Mm. Okay, I don't know. Excellent discussion about two heavyweights. Couple of things, um never mind. Justice matters, Oh my gosh, you're still there. Wow. Okay,
3: let's see what else is going on. That was great. You guys missed the first half because they ruined the podcast. They don't want you to hear it, so maybe Oh, Katie Porter drops the hammer on Republican scam exposing. The provisions the of the
4: Republicans tax package um increase or you know, add to or pay down our national debt. Uh it undoubtedly added to our national debt. Mm. Republican math here. The
5: uncapping of that panel lid is like the bat signal. I mean, you know something's about to go down. Tell all your friends about me.
4: What are you? I'm Congressman Katie Porter. Republican math here. It added to our national debt. Let me let me show everybody how much. Wait, hang on. It's a two whiteboard situation. Double whiteboard means double trouble for
5: Republicans, as our favourite elected educator, Katie Porter, handed out another free lesson on GOP malpractice. During a hearing in which Republicans tried to blame older Americans for our growing national debt, which to be fair was a surprise to me as I thought it was Hunter Biden's fault. But of course, this is all a means to deflect from the true perpetrators of soaring national debt, the Republican Party. Especially... The MAGA era debt ceiling, but the tax cuts—that was like two trillion dollars, which Katie Porter does an exquisite
4: job of outlining. The provisions of the Republicans' tax package um, increase or you know add to or pay down our national debt.
1: Uh, it undoubtedly added to our national debt.
4: Hmm. Republican math here—it added to our national debt. Let me let me show everybody how much. Let me let me show everybody how much. Wait, hang on. It's a two whiteboard situation. <laughs> Can you read that number for everybody
1: that's 1.8 trillion
4: 1.8 trillion couldn't even fit it all on one whiteboard so <laughs> this is how much they added to the deficit even as they're the premise of this hearing is that the deficit is a real problem and that republicans believe it's a real problem so if they didn't solve our deficits through the tax code through that um, tax piece they surely took action to fully pay for Social Security and Medicare um, so that we don't drive up the deficit that way. Dr. Harris, do you know how many Republicans co-sponsor the Social Security 2100 Act, which would make Social Security solvent for years to come? I don't know. I'm guessing zero. Zero. It's a really small number. I don't even need a whiteboard and do this one with my hand. So Republican math, in terms of the budget, which, which is... Made by congress not made by seniors by older americans means increasing our deficit by 1.8 trillion dollars and doing zero to reduce the effect of the debt um, by Social Security and Medicare and adjusting those policies to be able to be um, better funded. And the thing is, Republicans
5: are well aware of their own role in this. I mean, when DeSantis is not desperately trying to keep his tongue trapped in his mouth while forcing a smile. Go ahead. Trump over this very issue. He should explain
0: why he didn't have Mexico pay for the border wall. He should explain why he racked up so much debt. He should explain why he didn't drain the swamp. And he said Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw last night. I'm sick of Republicans losing.
5: And Republicans paid lip service to the national debt crisis while willfully overlooking the minor $1.8 trillion in tax breaks they gave to the 1% I- all by repealing the estate tax while in power.
3: Bottom line is right now. Ali, what the Republicans are doing is holding the world's economy hostage. If they get away with it this time, not only will there be savage cuts for the needs of working people at a time when 60% of our people are living paycheck to paycheck, this will be a precedent for years to come. Yep. That every two years, every year, they will hold the economy hostage. And that cannot be allowed to happen. So look... Nobody is happy about the 14th Amendment as an alternative, but it beats where we're at right now. You've got a Republican Party that says, you know what, we're really concerned about the national debt. That's why we want to give $1.8 trillion in tax breaks by repealing the estate tax to a handful of billionaire fam- billion families. The hypocrisy is outrageous. They want to extend Trump's tax breaks, which will be $3.5 trillion over a 10-year period. So for them, tax breaks for billionaires, cutting programs for children, cutting programs for housing, health care, we cannot allow that to happen.
5: And to those that like to blame every disaster during the MAGA years on the pandemic, Trump built a national debt so big before the pandemic that economists warned it would weigh down the economy for years to come. They cause inflation and then look back and say this was all caused by the Trump tax cuts of 2017? That doesn't make any sense. Biden wants to run his last campaign, and the media shouldn't let him do it.
4: All right, so I'll go right to you, Jessica. I mean, didn't Joe Biden go on the biggest spending spree in American history? No. uh, Donald Trump actually spent a lot more than him. So Donald Trump is personally responsible, as the president, for about 30% of the national debt. And I believe uh, Joe Biden's brought it down by... 1.4 trillion since he's been in office so COVID
5: money went out I was asked a
4: question I answered it Donald Trump Mm -hmm. is responsible for more of the national debt than Joe Biden is period end of story those are what the numbers say of
5: course the US (laughs) needed massive deficit spending during the COVID-19 crisis to ward off an economic disaster that was almost unpreventable but federal finances under Trump were dire even before the pandemic the combination of his 2017 tax cut and the lack of any serious spending restraint helped both the deficit and the debt soared. So when the pandemic hit, the three trillion that was thrown into COVID nineteen related stimulus meant there was no longer any margin for error. Mr.
0: Speaker, what is the Republican record? President Reagan comes into office, and the first thing that he does is massive tax cuts for the wealthy, the well off, and the well connected, and explodes the deficit. President. George W. Bush comes into office. 2001, 2003, massive tax cuts for the wealthy, the well-off, and the well-connected. Two failed wars, a deep recession, explodes the deficit. President Trump comes into office. First thing he does in 2017, massive tax cuts for the wealthy, the well-off, and the well-connected, the GOP. Tax scam. 83% of the benefits going to the wealthiest 1% in America explodes the deficits. How dare you lecture America about fiscal responsibility when the record shows that Democrats are the party of job creation and reducing deficits and Republicans are the party of tax cuts. For the wealthy, the well off, and the well connected, and exploding the deficit. And yet, Republicans still cling to that. He's a great
5: businessman strategy because he got given hundreds of millions of dollars to start companies and bankrupted many of
4: them. Wait, hang on. It's a two whiteboard situation. Can you read that number for everybody? Hey Midas Mighty, love
2: this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us she now. She doesn't need no
0: Instagram. She just uses just